Hey there, and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey guys, I hope you're having a wonderful week and welcome back to another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny. I'm excited to have you joining me this week. I do appreciate you putting up with uh, me having a little bit of a delay in some of these episodes. I have decided to finish off my season with a bang, unfortunately, (laughs) and uh, I injured myself playing in a fun volleyball tournament. So go figure. I played competitive volleyball for many, many years and a lot of other competitive sports for many, many years. And uh, I decided to tear my ACL, MCL and meniscus playing in a fun pickup tournament for uh, one of the local high schools. It was a fundraising thing and uh, yeah, did not go as planned. And so now I am out with a uh, bad leg. So that is unfortunate. I'm waiting on surgery, but um, I do have some great friends and a great sailing community here that has helped me uh, take the boat out of the water for the winter and start to get things organized. So normally I don't take Spindrift out for the winter, Unfortunately, uh, the day after I messed up my knee, we had a really big storm here and she ended up breaking free from the pin that I was keeping her on temporarily, ran aground. So I quickly then decided to pull the boat for the winter. That's a sign from above that I should probably pull the boat, have a good look over everything and make sure that we're all set and all squared away for next season. Um, So yeah, unfortunately I have been a bit... um, delayed and distracted trying to deal with all of those things. But I definitely still had this episode on my mind, wanted to make sure I got to it for you guys. So we are continuing our sale series that I've uh, been working through here. So first episode was talking a little bit about prevention uh, and basic maintenance. So things that you can keep an eye on for out for, sorry, on your sales, how to properly store your sales, clean your sales, all that jazz. And then the second episode, I started digging into a little bit more of DIY maintenance that you could do yourself, as well as the type of things that you should have in a sale repair kit, uh, something to keep on board for quick repairs, or depending on the type of damage that you have, it could be a longer term repair. Unfortunately, once your sales start to uh, fall apart and degrade, it might be time to start thinking about ordering new sales. So today we're going to start digging into that topic. Specifically, I'm going to talk about selecting uh, a sale maker, the types of questions you should ask, and some of the different companies that you can reach out to. So obviously this um, episode will be a little bit more Canadian specific because I'm going to talk about Canadian sale makers, uh, but the um, idea overall is going to be similar regardless of where you are as far as the type of questions that you want to ask uh, and some of the things that you'll want to keep an eye on um, when you are trying to find a sale maker that works for you. 
So as usual, thanks for your patience. Thanks for your support. Uh, thank you to my patrons. I'm thoroughly uh, very grateful to you all for, for sticking with me. And I am also very thankful to all of you who reach out to me on uh, Instagram and Facebook and email, website, whatever. I love hearing from you. Thank you for the, the notes that you send along, letting me know that you're listening to these episodes. So much appreciated. All right, so digging into the episode here, we're going to talk about selecting a sale maker. So one of the first things that you're going to have to decide before reaching out to a sale maker is uh, what type of sale are you looking for? So is it a main sale that you need to replace or is it a for sale that you need to replace? You don't need to necessarily get into the specifics of all the upgrades or things that you want to add to your sale. That is something that the sale maker should walk you through and should um, offer you up information about those types of upgrades. And for instance, I'm thinking, you know, your main sale, depending how many reef points you would like to get, uh, the type of battens that you would want to get if you want to get full battens or partial battens, that kind of stuff can be discussed with the sale maker after the fact. But when you are looking for a sale maker, um, you know, have an idea of what you're looking for. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to compile your boat data information. And actually there is a website called boatdata.com. I believe it's .com or maybe .org or something, but um, you can basically look up many different types of boats on there. So when I was uh, getting ready to replace the sails for Spindrift, I went there just to have an idea of some of the measurements and some of the things that the sailmaker might ask me. And so I went to boatdata.com and pulled off some of the information there. Now, the next thing that I did is I knew, for instance, the first sale that I ordered was a new for sale. Um, at the time, I had a probably a 110, but it was really old and it had actually been cut down. It was originally a Hank on for sale and they had uh, cut it and put in a bolt rope along the luff and it became a furling for sale. And so the cut was never particularly right. And also the sale was quite old and quite stretched out. And I basically got to the point with my students where I was trying to describe uh, how to properly trim the sail, but I wasn't able to properly show them how to trim the sail. So I would talk to them about moving, for instance, the fair lead track uh, forward or aft and how that would impact the foot and the leech of the sail. But really <laughs> the sail shape, because it was so stretched out, didn't really change much. And so a lot of the students were having a hard time visualizing that. So for me as a sailing school and someone who is trying to teach this information, it's really important for me to have good gear and um, have a really good sail that I can actually show what some of these differences look like. Um, so the first sail that I decided to replace was that for sale. I did have on the boat, and I still do actually on the boat, have a, a Genoa, which uh, the Genoa is about a 180. It is humongous, and it's really obnoxious. And it basically, uh, the reason why the boat has it is because the boat, <clears throat> excuse me, was traditionally sailed on the east uh, East Coast around Montreal and stuff, Saint on the Saint Lawrence and Lac de de Montagne and all that area, um, and in the evenings for racing. And out there in the evenings, uh, very very light wind, so it made sense for the boat to have a larger foresail. I have never really been a fan of how the boat handles with that large foresail. I really don't think it works very well. Uh, I can't point well with it. 
Um, so basically I found that it was way too big, especially for out here in the mountains, sailing around Nelson, the wind is constantly shifting and constantly we're getting all kinds of gusts uh, because of the mountain effect. So for me, it didn't make sense to use that large, large foresail. And also the bigger the foresail, the more, um, how do I put this? Like the, when you tack, for instance, there's more sail, basically more fabric that you have to get around the bow and through the tack over to the other side. And a lot of times you'll notice that the jib sheets will get caught on things. The foot of the sail might get caught on things. Even the leech sometimes, if you have your leech line, depending on how that's attached to the sail, I've seen leech lines get attached and get caught on. Um, you might have a cleat on the mast or could be something on your shroud. So the larger the sail, um, the more involved it is to tack and to move that sail side to side. So I found for my students again that I had you know, one person who basically had to hang out up at the bow and every time we tacked, they would take physically take the sail and move it over to the other side or make sure that the sheets and everything didn't get caught. And when they're doing that, they are in a different part of the boat from the rest of the group and they're potentially missing some of the things that I'm coaching. So that didn't really work well for me. I prefer to have a sail that fits the boat properly so that everybody can be in the cockpit getting the same coaching and the same information um, and experiencing and seeing how the sail works. So that's kind of a long-winded way of me um, deciding on which side, uh, which size, I should say, sail that I wanted to replace. So I went with a 110. So the next thing that I did is I had a look at um, some of the different sail makers available to me uh, specifically. And one of the things that I did look for and that played into my decision was the accessibility uh, for me to get uh, to that sail maker as far as do I need to travel to go see them? Um, are they going to physically want to come to the boat and take measurements? Are they going to want me to send my sail, my current sail that I have over to them so that they can see it or I don't know what. Uh, generally speaking, your sailmaker should not be creating new sails for you based off of your old sails. The old sails are old for a reason. They've stretched out. They are no longer uh, serving their purpose. They no longer fit your boat properly. That's why you're replacing them, most likely. Unless you have a brand new sail that got caught on something and ripped. Uh, but generally, you are not going to create a new sail directly off of the measurements of your old sail. You will take some measurements and provide those measurements, but generally it is your actual rigging that you're gonna wanna be measuring. So the height or the length of the halyard, the length of your forestay, the distance from the forestay uh, furler to the mast, for instance, like there's a whole bunch of different measurements. Um, so anyways, because of where I'm located, it's not easy for me to travel to uh, bring these things to a sailmaker. And the other option is to have the sailmaker come to me. So then I'm potentially paying for travel and all that kind of stuff. So being uh, in a smaller town and not being in a large city where a sailmaker can easily come by the boat was something that factored into my decision. 
So the first thing that I did is I went to a whole bunch of different websites. I used Handy Google to uh, find some different sail makers in Canada, specifically on the West Coast or just, you know, in my area. Uh, came across some familiar names, which you guys probably have all heard of as well, but there's North Sales, there's UK Sail uh, makers. Um, so those were a few kind of regular household names that are have a lot of different sales in the area. Then we had a couple of, of smaller uh, sale makers such as Evolution Sales. So they have a couple of um, workshops or workplaces, I guess I would call it a workshop um, across Canada. Um, and then also Bay Sales, which Bay Sales for me was kind of a nostalgic lookup because I used to teach sailing a lot in Hamilton, and this is a Hamilton-specific uh, uh, sailmaker. And I wanted—I was curious to see if they were still around as well, and they sure are. So that was nice to see. But uh, they are a smaller sailmaker. So um, Leach and McBride Sailmakers—they're also out in BC, and again another smaller sailmaker. Um, and then Precision Sales is a sailmaker that I came across um, because of one was a YouTube channel, Sailing Uma. The other was um, a colleague of mine reached out and said, hey, I hear you're looking for a sailmaker. And I've heard of this company called Precision Sales. So, you know, I checked them out. So when I go through the websites, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for, um, basically, I'm a big fan of information and education and free resources available on the website. So I want them to educate me as far as what do I need or how am I going to go about ordering new sales. So some of the things that you're going to look into are there's different types of fabric. So what kind of fabric do you want to have for your sale, depending on what you're using the sale for? And the different fabric can be hundreds to thousands of dollars of difference, uh, depending on what you're ordering. So if you're cruising, you might stick with a typical nylon, whereas if you are racing, you might upgrade to some of the racing type of you know Kevlar sales and that kind of thing. So uh, there can be a big difference. So for me, I like to really uh, read through some of the articles or blogs or resources that are available on the website that will tell me what I might be uh, looking for in a particular sale maker. So that's one thing that I look at. Another thing that I look at is I like to read through the about us section. I like to read the contact us section. I like to know how accessible is this company? How accessible is this sale maker? If I have a problem with my sale, am I sending my email to some random info at blah, blah, blah.com email? Um, or is there somebody who is going to become kind of my point person so that if there's a problem with my sale, <coughs> excuse me, I can contact them directly and say, hey, you know, where are we at with this or, or what's going on with that? So um, that's just me. I like to have that personal touch if possible. So that's another thing that I look for on the website. And then the next thing is I take a look at um, how to go about collecting quotes and getting in touch with these different 
uh, sale makers. So a few of the smaller sale makers, you have to call them uh, directly. And a lot of times they do like to have uh, the ability to come to your boat and measure. So that right away took out my friends from Hamilton. Um, it also took away uh, the Leach McBride sail makers because again, they're in Sydney, BC, which is slightly far, far, just far enough away that um, I'd have to be paying quite a bit for somebody to travel to come to the boat. So that was one thing that uh, deterred me from, from those. And then the next thing is also some of these websites will um, want to use just the sailboat data information. So basically you'll fill in a request and you'll plop in the sailboat data and just hope that your boat has not been altered <laughs> at any point. So that as well is a little bit worrisome for me, especially a lot of our boats. If you're like me, my boat is from 1980. And even though I know most of the history of the boat, because it was, has pretty much been in the family and through friends and stuff like that. Um, I pretty much know what has been upgraded or changed on the boat, but I don't know how to make sales. So there could be a difference. Maybe there was a new gooseneck installed that changed where the reef hook was located. And the original reef hook was, I don't know, maybe an inch off of the mast, whereas the new one is two or three inches off and it's actually up higher. So little things like that can have an impact on how the sail will fit and how um, you'll be able to trim it. So I was looking for somebody who could uh, provide me with the detail that I need to know what kind of sale I need to order, but also somebody who could walk me through making sure I got the proper measurements um, for my particular sale. So a couple of the larger companies, I won't name any names, <coughs> North Sales, um, I basically filled in quotes and I followed all the instructions on the website and, you know, said, Hey, I'm looking for this sale. This is my boat length, blah, 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 filled in all that stuff, looking for a quote and basically to find out how it works. I followed their, you know, process. Uh, they never bothered to get back to me. So at least two of these companies never replied. So right away, even if you have an automatic reply that says we've received your you know, your email or we're working on it or whatever, that's better than nothing. Um, and so I never received a reply from a couple of them. So right away, that's, they're off my list. They obviously don't need my business. <laughs> they're too busy with other people's business. Um, and then in the end, I did end up going with this new company that I had never heard of called Precision Sales. And specifically because what I found on their website is there's all kinds of tutorials. Uh, so there are written articles as well as videos and they have a whole YouTube channel that specifically shows you how to fill in uh, the paperwork that they need to create your sale. So the thing for me that I liked was the website was clear. The information on the website is plentiful. There's a lot of information on the website walking you through everything as far as what you need to know to order your sales. And then they also go into ongoing maintenance and um, basic uh, maintenance that you could do for your sale, how to store your sale, like a whole bunch of stuff. Anyways, so that they um, getting in touch with them was very simple, sent through an email, got a reply within probably an hour, not even. 
and I was assigned a specific person so I could uh, talk to them and I had a customer number that I could reference even before ordering anything. So this is before putting my money where my mouth is. So, um, and then also once it came time, once I decided, yes, okay, this is the sale maker that I want to go with, uh, they did not have to come out to the boat for me. I could probably pay a bunch of extra money to have somebody come out to the boat. But because they had all of these videos and tutorials about how to do the measurements, I was really comfortable just doing that myself and filling it in myself. Um, and then basically from there, what happens is uh, they let you know, they'll provide you with a quote. And then if you want to go ahead with it, then you actually get into the specifics with a graphic designer who will mock up the sale for you. And so for instance, with my main sale, one of the things that one of my pet peeves um, are main sales that get caught on the backstay. So um, I really did not want to deal with that when I'm teaching. I don't want to deal with it when I'm sailing for fun on my own. It's just something that I don't enjoy. I've been on way too many boats where somebody has to basically stand there and whack the backstay over and over again to get the mainsail batten off of the backstay. And also that really uh, wears down your sail a lot when it's constantly rubbing against the backstay. So I understand that they want to increase the volume of the sail. They want to get as much sail as possible. But for me, uh, it in my opinion, it de decreases the performance because you waste your time trying to get the sale off the backstay. So any kind of performance enhancing you would have from having that extra inch of fabric is gone the minute it gets hooked on your backstay and you have to fiddle around with your main sheet and everything else to get it off. But that's my opinion. So uh, working with the graphic designer, that was one thing that I pointed out. I said, I do not want this mainsail touching the backstay at all get it as close as you can, uh, whatever makes sense as far as the draft and the cut of the sale, uh, but I don't want it touching the sale. So basically that was kind of how I stumbled upon uh, precision sales and their particular method of uh, ordering and measuring for new sales. So I don't know, actually maybe you guys could let me know if you have worked with other sail makers that have a similar type of system where they don't necessarily have to come to your boat to measure. They can provide you with detailed instructions and these guys have an online portal that you can go into and you can fill things in and ask them all kinds of questions and they have a really fun like spinnaker um, making thing, this tool where you can use whatever colors and, and color all the different panels and stuff. Anyways, I have wasted many a time <laughs> on that website, just playing around building fun spinnakers. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, how I stumbled across, uh, upon them and why I went with precision sales in the end. So, uh, depending on the sale maker that you are looking for, you're just going to get a feel for whether or not they're the right fit for you. So you might be, uh, calling around to different sale makers because you maybe you live in a, a larger city center where you have access to them and basically you know chat with somebody find out uh you know, what they're what they're all about how their system works um how long have they been a sale maker what types of boats is there do they have a a specialty at all like are they really focused on downwind sales uh, and maybe you're looking for um, a new jib or something like that so maybe they're the, not the right fit i don't know there could be like a few different variables there but basically uh, in my opinion you'll get a feel for 
the company, the sale maker, whether or not it's a right fit for you. And that was something else that I did is when I was ready to go ahead with precision sales, instead of doing it all through email, I called them and I spoke with them specifically about you know, what do I do? What am I looking for? So I explained I'm a sailing school. I want to make sure I have a nice sail that my students can really see how the sail is shaped and how the shape will change depending on what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, just a whole bunch of different things. So they'll want to know if you're a racer, if you're hardcore, you know, are you sponsored? Do you throw your sails out, out after one use? All that kind of stuff. Um, but basically that's how i went about selecting my sail maker so the next episode i'm gonna i'm gonna end this episode here but the next episode i'm gonna talk about different fabrics and i'm gonna talk about different cuts of sales like tri-radial and stuff like that and also talk about some of the um, I guess extra bits and bubbles that you can add to your sale and why you might want to think about adding those to your sale uh, but this week was just more about selecting a sale maker so definitely do your research check out some websites go through the website and get a feel for you know what the company is all about uh, if you can call the company talk to them a little bit about what you're looking for explain your boat, the type of sailing that you like to do, which sail you're looking to uh, replace, give them an idea of your budget uh, because some sailmakers might think budget is no issue and next thing you know you're not on the same page, right? So you want to get that out there early on as well so you don't get your heart set on something and then realize, wow, that's really crazy expensive. Um, and then basically figure out if it's something that you can do as far as your measurements, or if it's something that they will have to come out and measure for you. Again, pros and cons for both of those. If they come out and measure for you and the sale ends up being wrong, that will be on them. If you end up doing the measurements and the sale ends up being wrong, probably will be on you. Uh, but like I mentioned with precision sales, they were very specific and detailed about the measurements that they required. And I followed the good old, what was it? Measure three times, cut once or measure. I measured a bunch of times and I even had friends help me measure to make sure I wasn't switching numbers around or reading wrong numbers or anything like that. Um, and then there was a follow-up with the graphic artist where they have the boat and it shows the dimensions and the sail. And they also do use the boat data information as well. So between kind of the three points of data, you should end up with a, a pretty good product. So, so that's how I kind of went down started off that journey. And like I said, next week I am going to dig into some of the um, variations, some of the sail cloths and some of the things that you can add to your sails. So I will see you then. Bye.